I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. Earlier this year, I scandalized, there's no other word for it, a goodly portion of the audience I was addressing by describing artificial intelligence as an idiot, albeit a useful idiot. The bottom line is AI is only as good as the data on which it's trained. So how can we make sure we have good data? That's a question I put to Guy Metric, Industry Vice President of Financial Services for Appium. But first, do you want to access the multi-billion dollar fintech opportunity in the Middle East or India? If the answer is yes, then join the Cedar IBSI Fintech Lab and fast track your journey of market expansion with us. As a Fintech Lab member, you'll have access to skilled mentors and have the opportunity to learn, network and collaborate with like-minded individuals building your knowledge base, skills, and connections. Visit www.cedaribsifintechlab.com. Now, back to Guy Metric, Industry VP of Financial Services for Appian, and the question, how can we ensure the quality of our data? Well, that is actually a great question, because fundamentally, you need to be able to understand and control the data that you're using to train your algorithm. And this actually brings us into this whole discussion around public AI and private AI. And, and, and clearly everyone will know examples of ChatGPT being uh, uh, public AI and all the amount of data that it is being trained on in order to improve and enhance the way it responds to requests and questions. The issue for that is you have very little control over the data that's going in to train those algorithms. And you have less control of the understanding of how the responses to those requests are, are generated by the machine learning algorithms. And that's important as well, particularly when you talk about regulated industries like financial ins services, insurance, etc. So you're right. AI is pretty dumb until you give it lots of very good data. And I think that there will be a sort of diversification of those organizations who are very keen to train algorithms on their own data, the data that they own, because they don't want to share that data with other organizations and allow them to benefit from it, first of all. And data, as we know, is incredibly valuable now. And the insight that you can get from that data is, is why you have some of the most successful companies in the world. So organizations naturally do want to use their data in the most effective way. And I think that in combination with the regulations that organizations have around things like GDPR, around all of the negative publicity about open or public AI firms being sued for copyright infringements and things like that. I think there's going to be a natural tendency for organizations to want to just use their own data to train their algorithms. And particularly in regulated industries, as I mentioned earlier on, it's important to be able to understand how they arrive at any decision. So it's not acceptable just to say that the computer told me so. You have to be able to justify that decision. And that's much more tricky when you've got open or public AI, which you have far less control over how it's been trained. If you have it within your boundaries, 
you're using your data, you're controlling the training and learning of it, you have a much better capability to be able to justify the decisions that come out of it. And that is important when you're dealing with, as I say, very heavily regulated industries like financial services, like insurance, etc. Well, a financial institution, a bank, has an obligation and indeed a competitive motivation to protect the data that it has. Yes, I, I completely agree. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because if you are taking that view, then clearly the organizations that have the most data can probably train the best algorithms or have the best outcomes from the training of those algorithms. Because as we know, volume of data is a way of of honing and perfecting those algorithms. So it's going to be interesting. And, you know, could you say that large banks that have large pools of data have an advantage? It's yes, it's possible that you could make that argument. Well, you sorry off, you were talking about private AI and public AI. If we say as a financial institution that we do not want to put our data, our crown jewels out there, there is a way of anonymizing the data, is there not? Yes. I mean, you have to work at the sort of metadata level, which is where you remove any information that might be able for someone to identify an individual or an organization. So you have to you have to work at that level anyway. I think that's that's an appropriate use of the data. You can't you can't unless you have agreement from each of the individuals whose data you're accessing. You know, there are rules that come out of GDPR which says what is a reasonable use of that data. And there are very set regulations as to how and when you can use that. So it it will tend to always be the metadata level. But even at that metadata level, you can still get tremendous insight from the patterns that you're able to discern from all of the different transactions that are taking place, all of the interactions that your organization is having with your customer base. So the data is still really, really valuable, even if you have stripped out any of the ability to be able to identify individual customers or organizations from that data. Let's look in a little bit more detail at private AI. How does the implementation of that differ from public AI for a bank? I think most of the focus since uh, ChatGPT burst onto our into our lives has been about generative AI and how AI can generate human output. But if you think about the uses of machine learning algorithms, they're much wider than that. Applied AI, which is applying machine learning algorithms to a specific use case, has been very, very commonly deployed within financial services. There are great examples of applied AI being used for things like fraud detection or in the use of anti-money laundering or, or identification of people for your KYC processes. And these are all solutions that have been trained on an individual organization's data to become better at the outcomes um, that they're trying to deliver on. And that sort of demonstrates the wider use of AI other than sort of what people are considering at the moment around generative AI. I think the use cases are are huge and very varied across any kind of organization, but particularly within financial services, because I think applied AI can give real value to the subject matter experts who are working in some of these heavily regulated functions like AML or fraud detection. 
So it's it's all about using the data that is available to them to allow them to deliver models which then either predict or indicate malfeasance in a set of transactions or processes and then creates that insight to allow the organization to react in it in an appropriate way. And I think those kind of use cases, I mean, we will see them proliferating across financial services organizations, I'm sure, because I think there are so many different potential use cases for it. But it's not just a matter of the use cases. You you did touch on this yourself briefly. Transparency. This yeah. has to be a transparent process. It's no longer good enough just to say the computer says no. Because if the computer says no, I'm going to want to know why. Why have I been turned down for that loan? Why have I been turned down for that mortgage? Why am I getting a more expensive interest rate than the person next door to me, which I might well with the personalization of products, everybody tells me is coming. There's a minefield out there. You're touching on a number of different topics around things like unconscious bias bias and things like this, or bias, if you like. There's two elements. It's really about creating visibility and understanding of the initial outcome, that insight that's created by the machine learning. And that, you're absolutely right, firms that use that will have to be able to explain to internal auditors or regulators how they arrived at those decisions and and have a defensible position for it. And you're right, things like bias needs to be very carefully controlled and needs to be eliminated from the training of those algorithms. And you will probably need to evidence how those models have been trained in order to show that bias is not creeping into some of those training data samples. So that's important. The second element, which is also incredibly important, is what did you then do with that insight? What process did you run off the back of that? And how did you take action on that insight? And what are the things that you then did that, again, might need to be Uh, served up and shown to the regulators as a way of demonstrating that you have good controls and oversight of your process. It is the initial insight from the data analysis, but also what was the process or what was the action then that you took using that insight? And all of that needs to be visible. All of that needs to be controllable. And all of that needs to be auditable, certainly in financial services, but in other industries as well. And I think that that is good practice really for any kind of industry that's working either with retail customers or who have a large and an extensive customer base anyway, because being able to have a look back at those decisions and the actions that were taken, I think creates the opportunity to make improvements in the future. So that end-to-end visibility on those processes is absolutely key. And that brings me back to private AI specifically. Would it be the case that that's going to be more controllable, more manageable, and indeed even perhaps more flexible than trying to use a public AI system? It's going to be more controllable, certainly. And I think there are, as we've discussed and touched upon, there are some very good reasons why you do want to be able to have much greater control over the output that AI is able to generate. There is clearly a need for access to data in order to be able to train those algorithms. So 
there is, you know, there is a certain attractiveness to public AI because, you know, a lot of that data has already been ingested. Those algorithms have have already gone through considerable training and, and enhancements and improvements. So that is the sort of, if you like, the trade-off that organizations need to manage. And I suspect it will probably be split down industries that are either more regulated or less regulated depending on the use. But I suspect that most organizations will have a preference to manage their own AI using their own data because of those control elements, because of issues like GDPR and being able to keep secret information on your clients and just being able to be able to monetize the value of that data without sharing it with other organizations. I think that is going to be the next really big areas of discussion. And I think that private AI is probably going to come out on top for all of those reasons that we just discussed. Can we look at this from specifically the perspective of your organization of Appian? What is it that you're doing now to help banks get to grips with this? Appian works with AI in three areas, really. So we we have embedded AI into our platform in order to be able to facilitate the rapid building and deployment of applications to speed up the ways in which organizations can build applications on our AI-enabled automation platform, but also to be able to then change and adapt them to meet changing business needs. So that's that's the first use case. Second is we have intelligent document processing that allows us to classify documents, emails, and extract uh, machine-readable information from that using machine learning algorithms. And there's if you think about it, there's lots of different examples of how that could be deployed across an organization. And we're seeing many different use cases for that. And then the third way in which Appian allows organizations to take advantage of AI is that one when I mentioned earlier on, where you have a very good technology or an org- a platform that an organization has trained, its machine learning algorithms have trained. It's about then taking that insight and then managing and driving a process off the back of it. And clearly, if you are able to automate complex processes with data coming in from AI, you're able to then manage those processes much more effectively and much more efficiently. And you're able to manage your risk processes that you have as part of that in a way that I think is much better suited to your risk management policies and the sort of regulation that organizations have within industries like financial services. So there's really a number of different ways in which we support AI, but hopefully that's given you a flavor of those. Guy Metric, Industry Vice President of Financial Services for Appian.